Go ahead. Ask your question. So, I have two, actually. Usually, we ask one what on I the think? Tender Love podcast. But, you know, we're going to do it a little different this year. So, instead of one, we're going to ask two. You yeah. feel me? No. I mean, you felt me a couple Don't couple even start that. Ago. Go ahead. All right. Anyway, yeah, so, Keith. Taylor. First question is, yeah, what do you see for what some resolutions you have for our relationship in twenty twenty one? In twenty twenty one, well, depending on whether or not we get to actually leave, like, and be in society without fearing death by COVID, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to travel. Okay. To go on our first actual road trip together. Okay. And a road trip not being a one hour trip to uh Gainesville. Gainesville. Or driving around the cities of Woodstock and Kennesaw all that damn day. Mm-hmm. Uh I would also like for us to be either living together or nearing the living together stage. Interesting. Um let me, let me ponder up a little question for you. Okay. <clears throat> Gotta clear the throat. Um would you rather have sex to music or Netflix? Netflix. But I want to experience having sex to music. Have you had sex to music before? No. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's not all as hype up to be, but I mean, it could be. It could be. I think a lot of people say it depends on the music. I think we should wait until we, until we, we move. move out. Yeah. That's We're not going to be like idea. on some damn amateur Pornhub shit where they playing some fucking yeah. future or some little baby in the background. Yeah. That makes ask sense. your second question since. What did you learn about yourself in 2020? Shit. If I work myself too much, my body is shut down. Okay. Completely shut down. That's a good. Um, I just figured that shit out. I figured self out the recognition. Way. That's good self recognition. Um. Uh, Let's see. Would you rather go all day without a bra on, going through your regular day, so work, mm-hmm. possible shopping here and there, mm-hmm. getting food, mm-hmm. without a bra on, or without any underwear on? A bra. I would rather go all day without a bra on. Really? Them big I've ass done titties? it before. With them big ass titties? Yeah. Have you done it with your new big titties? No. They're more tittier <laughs> than they used to be. Yeah. No, I haven't. Okay. All right. Well, but I would still do it. Really? That surprises me because I feel like a lot of girls would rather go with no, like... Well, I mean, because if I go without no underwear, then, like, say I get aroused in public, then I gotta, you know... 
deal with deal with that. With you, weirdo. Oh. Guys, I call him a weirdo when I don't want to call him like a cuss word or anything like that. Ain't that some bullshit? So you want me to be like, with you, bitch? Like you want me to be like that? What the fuck you gotta call me a bitch for? I call everyone a bitch. Anyways, welcome to the Tender Love Podcast. <laughs> I'm Keith. And I'm Taylor. Goddamn, rude ass. We we're back. We're we're back after how long? What a month? Two months? A month. Welcome to season two, episode one. Dose. My dumb ass is about to say episode thirteen, like we ain't in a new season. Anyway, <clears throat> we back. Whole new year, new year, same Keith and Taylor. Just you know, we putting a twenty one at the end of the date. Definitely would like to thank everybody that's been supporting us since we started this. Been rocking with us since day one, since it was just Anchor. Period. Um, If you are new to the Tender Love Podcast, follow us on our socials. My personal one is at the Tay Tay Show on Instagram. On Twitter, it's at ChicagoQueen25. Um... I guess you can follow me on my Instagram at Hoopers underscore Delight 12. And then on Twitter, I am at Chief Kiefer. Just like Chief Keith, but with an ER at the end. I prefer you follow me on Twitter because Twitter is more lit than Instagram. But if you do want to follow me on Instagram, go ahead. And also follow our our podcast uh, Insta- uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Tender Love. T Y N D E R Love. Don't forget the the at the beginning too. Oh yeah. Okay, that's very important. At the Tender Love. So, 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 Miss Taylor, what is it that we are talking about today? We are talking about religion and spirituality. So, can you kind of explain for the people, maybe in like a, in maybe like 30 seconds, the difference between religion I can and try. spirituality? So, I actually got this idea from another podcast called The Deadass Podcast with uh, Kadeen and Devon Ellis. You know, I want to give credit where credit is due. I'll be listening to them sometimes. Yeah, they they have a nice podcast. Sound like us. Um, they do. And so the difference between religion versus spirituality is one's ability to gain access to a higher level of understanding and peace. And then that's spirituality. And then religion is said to be found in the practices and traditions of one's religious backgrounds. Okay. I hope that so, makes sense to y'all. So I actually have an idea. So, cause this has been bugging me a lot lately. Okay. So I think we should both give an example, or like, in a time where we experienced a religious person versus a spiritual person. Okay. Yeah, I can definitely. So do that. You want to go first, or you yeah, want me to go I'll, first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. So I can just get this off my chest because it's been pissing me off. Okay. So, at work, 
you know, I work at FedEx. Mm-hmm. It was peak season from, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was peak season from Black Friday till Christmas Eve. So we only had a total of two days off. So I work with these two people that claim they're very spiritual. And they take that shit to a whole nother level. They talk about some burning sage. This the burning sage I get. That's I mean everybody a lot there's a lot of people that do that. Mm-hmm. But they be over here talking about, you know, collecting certain rocks and pebbles and making sure they uh making sure they never fall asleep without them next to their bed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And everything that happens in the world they swear is a spiritual thing like i could have took a left turn at a light instead of a right turn and go a different way to work and they'll say some shit like oh the spirits told you to do that and i just be like no i just want to take another way and the right turn showed that there was traffic and there wasn't no traffic on the left turn Mm-hmm. And they always got to find a way to twist it and turn it to something spiritual. I get that. I mean, I'm personally like that. Not to cut you off. I'm personally like that. Like, I just think everything happens for a reason. And yeah, then me personally, I just feel like if we keep saying spirits, I feel like that takes away from God. Thing, right? And, you know, I know there's something that, like, our... um African ancestors, you know, did a lot. They talked about, like, spirits and, you know, things like that. So, you know, I'm not knocking that, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. And it very well, very well may could be that that's the case, but I feel like people overuse it too much. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, they try to, they try to tell me that everything happens because the spirits made it happen. Mm-hmm. Or, like... And you just think shit just happens. I think it, I like, so I'm not going to knock somebody that's spiritual. Okay, stop moving because obviously you're in pain. Anyways, I'm not going to knock somebody that's spiritual, but that spiritual person shouldn't go out the way to try to tell me that. Yeah. You know, God, there is no God or something like that. Like, yeah, it can, it can be very just, like, like I'll let you believe your thing. Let me believe my shit. Yeah. Like, cause I, at first I was going to argue that whole thing they were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it, it was annoying me. Then I was just like, I'm not even going to waste my time because mm-hmm. they, it don't matter what I say, what experiences I tell them, they're not going to. They not going to stray away from what they believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to ask them to. All I want is for them to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, what's your, if you had any experiences with it, what is yours? So, this didn't necessarily happen to me. It happened to my sister. Um, because growing up, my, my mom's mom, my granny, she was a minister. Ministry runs on both sides of my family. Um, and so I was always in church and my church and the people in my family never made us feel this way. And they were the type to 
They weren't the type to like sugarcoat what a lot of people say are worldly things. Like they weren't afraid to be honest with us about sex or, you know, um, sin and like stuff like that. So we were we always had great conversations within our personal lives. This happened um, when we were in college with our ex uh, best friend and my sister uh, confided into our ex best friend's mom because she was a pastor and the way she presented herself was um you know you know spiritual and like things like that uh christian and stuff and she was the type of person to give good advice um and so Brittany confided into her about a situation where she was the side chick but my sister didn't know she was the side chick when you know this was going on she didn't find out until like months later however she ended it but she still really liked the person this was the first person my sister like ever really liked and so she still had feelings for him you know which are valid because you think all this time that you know a person and then you don't and for a lot of people that just that doesn't just go away real fast Mm -hmm. so she confided into her about it and when she confided in her you know she talked to her about it she gave her really good advice um and so fast forward to like two weeks later our ex-best friend she was having a birthday party um at this apartment complex where she was living and um it was a pool party because it was a pool in a complex, and um, we were playing volleyball in the pool. I was on the team with our ex-best friend, and Brittany was on the team with our ex-best friend's husband at the time. And this party was very last minute. This is crucial to the story. This party was very last minute, um, and uh, Brittany didn't have a swimsuit, so our, our friend was just like, oh, you can borrow one of mine. So she gave her a swimsuit to wear. And so we're in the pool, we're playing volleyball. Obviously, you have to move around to catch and get the ball. And her mom and her dad are, like, on the side just watching and stuff like that. Um, you know, laughing and joking with us. And so um, fast forward to the next day. Fast forward to the next day, her mom comes to her apartment like early because we all spent the night. Her mom comes to her apartment like super, super early. And she's like, uh, you could tell like it's something wrong with her. And so she's just like, Reed, can you come outside? I need to talk to you. And so she was like, okay. And so they talked. They're outside for like 45 minutes. And she came back in. She was like, yo, my mom just really pissed me off. She just really pissed me off with what she said. And we were just like, what? What's wrong? And she was like, she told me that I need to watch out for Brittany around Alex because she was like gyrating and like trying to seduce her ex-husband while we were playing volleyball. And she needs to watch out for her because, you know, she has a history of being a side chick. And so she it just really like first of all it hurt my sister's feelings because one you're supposed to be this like spiritual person she she would say she was religious but she and spirit spiritual but she would disguise it in her own personal views you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so that really hurt my sister and it really pissed me off 
um and i had to check her and like i said it it did hurt me though too because my sister was real hurt by it at the time and like i don't know it was just real messed up okay so so basic question do you think Do you think everything in the world that happens, happens for a reason? Yes. Like, every single thing? Yes. Like it I might today. not know why, but I think... So, it rained today. You think that happened first for a reason? Well, I've always been told that it rains because, you know, the earth needs to be fed. We The earth cannot survive without you know water so it needs to be replenished so yeah i think it's the reason why it rains i mean as far as religion or spirit spiritual i mean not as far as like science but i mean i believe god created all those things and so because it's just it was funny to me how during the pandemic like so of course there was the times and the events where People, they know they should have stayed home, but they didn't, and then made shit worse. But on certain days where it should have been terrible, like the turn, the COVID turnout should have been like terrible. It would be a bad weather. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't it around like Labor Day or some shit, where like we was damn near having tornadoes? It was either Labor Day or Halloween. Mm-hmm. Where we were damn near having tornadoes mm-hmm. coming through, and it was knocking the, the lights, like knocking the power out and shit, mm-hmm. and just stuff like that makes me believe like this is God telling y'all y'all should have stayed y'all behinds in the house. Yeah, and I even think y'all... it happens for people who don't even believe, and I just me personally, I just think that's what's so amazing about. God, like he knows his people that don't believe in him. Yeah. But I feel like he'll still put them he still like protects them. I don't think just because somebody believes in God that that means that bad things are happening to them. And I don't like I don't like when people say, "Oh, well, if there's a God, why do bad things happen?" I'm like, if now God never existed, bad things will still happen. It's the thing. If all things that happen were good things, then there would never be a good or a bad thing. Yeah. It'd just be things. Yeah. Not, not, not. It's, uh, it always takes out one person. Just like the first person to ever kill somebody. It was, it was in effect after that. Yeah. You know? So. So, what was. Everyone has a moment where. <clears throat> Well, every everybody who's a Christian has a moment where they realize that. Well, not let me not just say Christian. Everybody who believes in a higher power, mm-hmm. they have a moment where they realize that the higher power is real. Like it's there really is somebody. What was your moment? So you're Christian. So what was the what was that moment where you finally figured out that God was real in your life personally? Uh, I always knew it's been a couple times. Like I said, I was always in church, and I was always very mature spiritually. Yeah, I, but like I, I mean, like I'm getting there. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. Hurry up. I'm fine. Um, so at the church that my granny was um a minister at, that's the church that we went to, and we would always go to children's church. But I never really liked children's church because I felt like I wasn't getting fed this spiritually. Mm-hmm. The same way that I was in like adult church. I wanted to be in adult church because I liked it a whole lot better than children's church. Because, yeah, they taught us some basic Bible stories. I remember hearing the basic Bible stories and like coloring. Like, that's it. And that was fine. But me personally, you I wanted something more. The earliest I can remember is like six or seven. Okay. Um,. And so, uh, there, like, there, there's always been a couple times where I was like, wow, God, um, like, really is real, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, um, the first one that comes to mind is a car accident that me, Brittany, our friend Chelsea, and, uh, the ex-best friend that I just mentioned were in. The ex-best friend was driving, Brittany was sitting in the passenger seat. I was sitting behind her. And our friend Chelsea was sitting behind our ex-best friend. We were driving. We had just came from Wendy's. And we were going to the mall. And we were just listening to the radio. And then out of nowhere, a car smacks right in into us. And the impact was so hard that the side that me and my sister on, were on, the car actually lifted up real high, and it stood it stood high in the air, f- like about to tip over, and then it slammed down mm-hmm. so hard. And so, um, my sister and I, we weren't able to get out that side of the door, obviously, because it had just got hit, and it was crushed, so... Um, so her, the car hit the car hit on y'all side. Yeah. And so her and I had to crawl out on the other side. And of course, uh people were stopping calling the ambulance. Um we didn't see the damage of the car until um the next day. And y'all would have thought that the way that that car looked, the people on that side did not survive mm-hmm. that accident. Like it was so terrible, but the only thing we left out with was like uh, some a whole bunch of soreness um, and some car accident anxiety for a little bit. Like you would have thought it would have been so much worse had you seen that. Um, and I went to church the next day because I was on the praise team at a church during this time, and like I just cried. So, my uh, the po- the point in my life at which I realized God was really real and works in mysterious ways. Pretty sure I've talked about this on here before, but no, don't mind me. Okay. But this happened, I would say last year, but now it's 2019. It happened in 2019. Oh, my God, it's going to be two years this year. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. 
specifically June 7, 2019. Just having a rough day. Went home early from work. It's weird how everything happened so out of the ordinary that, that day. So my mom had a spinal tap procedure. For those of y'all don't know what that is. The doctor does something with the spine to the point where you cannot move at all for two days. You have to have somebody at the house to take care of you, bring you food. Only time you can get up is to use the bathroom. So, my mom was home. My dad was home to take care of her. All of my clients for my basketball training had just canceled on me that day. So, everything was kind of out of the ordinary. Going on through the day, I have a huge headache because I don't even know why these headaches started happening. I have a huge headache. I take an 800 milligram ibuprofen after I eat, fall asleep, wake up, headache's gone, I'm feeling good. So, then a couple hours going through the day, we start to get hungry. So, by this time, my sister's home from, no, not from school, my sister just home. Um, my sister-in-law was living with us at the time. Um, she was home with the kids. My niece, she was... Four? Four. No? Three? Five. She was three turning four. Yeah. And then my, my nephew was a newborn. Like, he's maybe four. He was right at four months old. So keep all that in mind. About six, about five thirty, come we decided we want some pizza from Marcos. So me and my dad go pick it up. I'm driving my car, and my car is a sunroof with, on it. Get the food. Still feeling good. As we're driving home, there's a road from from my house to Marcos. There's a certain road you gotta take. To get to the main road to Marcos. That road has no barriers on the side. It's right like. The side of the road. Is right next to trees. When I turn on that road. I black out. Like I don't know what's going on. My dad said I did a weird laugh. One he's never heard before. And then. Uh, apparently, from what he said, I drove the car home perfectly fine. That's why he didn't know anything was going on. I drove the car home perfectly fine, stopped at stop signs and everything, used my signal lights, turned into the neighborhood, and the, the absolute millisecond I put the car in park, I start having a full-blown seizure. Now, what's crazy about that is that the seizure actually happened when I blacked out and turned on the road. It started right there, but God didn't let it kick in until I put the car in park so that I didn't endanger anybody else's lives. So, this happened at like 6 o'clock. At the time, on Fridays, I'm usually on... Or no, it happened at like 5.45. So at that time on Fridays, I'm usually headed to the gym to go train players. Remember I said we wasn't having a training session because people canceled on me. 
usually I bring my sister with me to the training session. So had this happened on a regular Friday, I would have been in the car on the way to the gym in the middle of an intersection probably with my sister in the car. And my dad said I punched on the gas when it happened because I, my whole body tightened up and straightened out so bad to where it broke my uh my sunroof um and it broke the the motor in my chair and my seat so okay so as the seizures happening uh my dad calls the ambulance calls my mom calls my brother and all that stuff my sister's freaking out mom's freaking out my sister-in-law surprisingly was calm the whole time while holding she had to keep the kids calm yeah and my sister calm yeah while holding her four-month-old newborn kid keeping keeping her um keeping her three-year-old from freaking out and making sure my sister's not freaking out she was basically directing the traffic. Then my brother pulls up and was helping me out too. Like they were just trying to get me on the ground. <clears throat> and then they said it took six paramedics and my dad and my brother to finally hold me down. The scariest part was when the cop that was there reached for, um, he started reaching for something. In slow, like basically in slow motion, my mom was yelling at the cop, telling him to stop because it's a white cop. We in a white area. It's a white cop. I'm a black dude going crazy, and they don't know why. First thing that came to her mind said she was that he was about to shoot me, but he was actually just reaching for I believe it was a towel or something. I take my bitch back. Exactly. It was a towel, so that he could um. I forgot what it was, but it was kind of important. But, um, so yeah, all that transpired. Only thing I remembered at the time was me, like, beating their ass because I don't like being restrained at all. Like, it's one of my, like, fears. And then just yelling for my mom's name. That's all I wanted to see was my mom. <clears throat> so, yeah, all that. To say that I, I realized when I woke up from the seizure like six hours later, I realized that God was real because had that been a regular day in my life, probably would have been my mom losing her, losing her youngest son and her only daughter in one day. But that just turned out just me being stressed out and dehydrated. I have a question. What's up? Was there ever a time where, like, you questioned your faith? A time where I questioned my faith? Yeah, like, and also during this period, did you ever, were you ever, like, a little upset at God? Like, why did you let this happen to me? Because you I've were out never, of work for a long time, too. I never questioned my faith. Mm-hmm. But I did question why God did certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, in my, I questioned why he put me through that last relationship I was in. Mm-hmm. I questioned um, why 
why my dreams of actually, of like playing basketball at some level mm-hmm. didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Then I will. It'll be. I also question like why does my mom keep telling me I'm gonna be a teacher? But I've gotten my answers to all of those questions. Yeah, like, and I I think a lot of Christians feel bad for not liking the process that they go through you know Mm -hmm. um to for you know when that stuff happens because it can be very depressing depending on what the situation is and i think it's okay to be frustrated with it because you know who wouldn't be i feel like god makes things makes these things happen knowing that who he's making it happen to is going to question him Mm -hmm. and might even question their own faith in him Mm -hmm. but he just knows like this is gonna happen if you just don't give up on me and a lot of people think that that's you know selfish of god like why would you put somebody through that like when you're supposed to be the one to like be able to take all this stuff away well see the thing that i learned i learned this from my mom and from you know just a bunch of people at church old heads and all that Mm -hmm. god ain't gonna put you through a battle that he doesn't that he knows you can't you can't win even if yourself and not like mo in those moments feel like you can't win or you feel just so defeated because yeah. i felt like that so many times so many times i felt so defeated and i didn't feel strong enough like my mom would say the same thing she was like you know god you know puts his strongest people blah 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 and i'm like but i don't feel strong i feel so weak right now i don't want to deal with this this is too much and you know, sometimes I still struggle with that question a little bit, but every single time I'm always better off in the end. Well, I'm better strong. off than I was when whatever was happening first started. What makes you stronger than you realize is the fact that you be that you're even able to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And people don't realize like if you're able to even bring this up in the first place just to bring up your any of your issues and talk with somebody about it that makes you strong already mm-hmm. and then like so like i realized that um like <clears throat> people that they want to believe in god but they question him so much it's usually because something didn't happen the way they wanted it to i find that that's the answer for a lot of people when i ask them that question too. yeah and that's fair I, yeah. I i i understand where people come from when they say that and i understand where people come from when they say that they've been hurt by people you know in the church me personally i just feel like you shouldn't let individual people dictate how you feel about other things but i'm See, not everybody so i can't say that my, for everybody my else argument for when people say that is always something with so like the people that like a lot of people in the nba that's not the paths that they got so so say lebron james he grew up in a single single parent household he I don't even think he ever met his dad. 
And um yeah, it's just him and his mom. Like growing up poor and somehow some way was able to get him to a private school in a much better situation. But he still had to grow up poor, like in poverty. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he didn't ask to get to the NBA in that way. Oh, yeah. Just like, and then, like, there's another one who's even worse. Jimmy Butler, he grew up homeless. Like, he was going from um, foster home to foster home, getting in trouble and stuff. He didn't go, he didn't go the route most that people want to go. But he didn't ask for that. He didn't, like, he, he wasn't like, God, this the, is this the route I want to take. Pretty sure if things happened the way people wanted it to happen, there would be no grind for how they got to where they want to. Mm-hmm. And that grind makes you appreciate God and, pre- and appreciate just, like, the person that God made you become. So, I have a question. What's up? A lot of non-Christians think that just because you're a Christian... That is why you're a nice person. Do you think that too? No. Me either. Like, I know so many people that don't believe in God that are the best people that I ever know. A lot of them are even my best friends. And they're so, like, amazing. You You don't have to know God to be a nice person or do the right thing or anything else people associate with that that's just that's just to me that's just being a good person i don't really i don't i don't want to say this to discredit god but i don't think that even has anything to do with it because knowing right from wrong i don't think that has anything to do with spirituality or religion that's just common sense yeah see like so Society has this whole this whole thought and feeling of how they think a Christian should be. And for some reason they they might not even be a Christian, but they might think that's that's how they think a Christian should be. Yeah. Because of what they see on T V and all that. And I'm like yeah. a Christian is just somebody that believes in God. And that's, it's it's so hard for a lot of you know, people who only get that from TV to disassociate, um, you know, the the people who talk about God mm-hmm. and God Himself. Yeah. If somebody that's Christian is telling you something that's gonna compromise your health, your mental state, your emotional state, and your physical state, that is not right. See, I think, from in my opinion, the only way you can really determine what a Christian should be like is to go to a bunch of different, a bunch of different like branches of Christian churches. So everyone thinks all Christian churches are the same, but it's not. There's Baptist, Catholic got um I think Seventh day Adventist is like a branch of it. You got what most black people are is African Methodists. So AME churches. 
And they're just, this all Christianity is just the things, the, the way they do things are of different methods. So like a, a um, like the Catholic people, they're the types where no matter what happens in life, at the end of the day, if you give your life to Christ or just say you believe, you believe in Christ and you give your life to Christ, you're going to go to heaven. But like I struggle with that a lot. The African Methodist, so like the AME Church, with us, you can't just give your life to Christ. You mm -hmm. gotta repent your sins. Mm -hmm. If you don't repent your sins, mm -hmm. then you not get into heaven. Sometimes I struggle with the whole if you believe in God, then you'll get into heaven because I'm like there's still so many good people who don't believe in God and I don't feel like just because they don't believe then they're going to hell Whoa. like I have a hard time coming to terms with that because one of my best friends is the nicest most genuine person she doesn't do anything wrong and you know she doesn't believe in God she believes in a higher power but she's just not sure exactly who or what that is but I don't think because she doesn't believe, then she I won't see her, we'll or see. that when she dies, then she she'll go to hell. Well, this is the thing. If you don't believe in God, then what makes you think there's a heaven or hell? I don't know if she believes that or not. That's that's the I thing. That's really, on that. I haven't really. We've talked about it a lot, but I never, I've never really asked her that question. I just, she had, she had a situation in her life where she did believe, and then she asked God to heal somebody for her, and the person ended up dying. Mm -hmm. So I think because that was just so traumatic for her, and she felt like betrayed by God. I can't speak for her, but. From our conversations, this is what I get from why she f feels the way she does now. Um, that's the reason. And like I said, I just, she's such a great person. And I don't feel like just because she doesn't fully believe that she's not going to get into heaven. Well, see, what I can tell you on that from what I've learned and what I believe is that you may not think that just because yes yeah, she's a good person but if you're a believer in God you know you have to number one like the steps to get into heaven sound basic but it's kind of difficult the first things first you got to believe in God if you're if you're a believer in Christ and you were to tell somebody Hey, this is how you get in heaven. You would say, number one, you have to believe in God. Because when you get to heaven, God's going to be there. If you don't believe in God, then there's not going to be anybody there. It's just going to be a whole other world for you. I don't know if I believe that. I feel like whether you believe or not, you still will see God at that point. Yeah. Well, if you believe... If you're saying you don't know whether or not you believe in God, you're still going to see God, then 
No, I'm saying like I don't think the only people who get to see God are the ones who believe in him because God just doesn't bless or protect the ones who do believe in him. You know it's, what I'm saying? I'm not saying that they're they're the only people that get to see him, but they're and, the ones that's going to go to heaven in my belief. That's interesting. They're the ones that's going to go and stay that stay to heaven. That's interesting. Like, there's a thin line between heaven and hell. I know. I'm just saying, like, I just feel like if you say you're the type of person you never did anything wrong in your entire life, but you still don't believe in God, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that means that you should go to hell. It doesn't mean you should go to hell, but you won't get into heaven. Because you're going to be answering questions. Think think about it like this. So, say you got a, you got a boss you never met before. But, this boss been paying you. You don't know, you don't know who this boss is. This boss been paying you and all that stuff. And you've been doing good this whole time. But you're just thinking that. And put it this way, no matter what you do, look, excuse me, no matter what you do, no matter how hard or how how lazy you are, how hard you work or how lazy you are, you that that boss is still gonna pay you the same amount because that boss is looking out for you. Now, keep that in mind. This whole time while you're working, you thinking you making that money because you working hard, not because that boss is looking out for you. And then something makes say say the business just completely slows down, so you go to work one hour a day, but you still get the same amount of pay. You don't think that um. You don't think that that boss you wouldn't in your mind you wouldn't be thinking that that boss is looking out for you, right? You would if be thinking I'm... you made that money because you work hard. You wouldn't believe that you got that money because the boss looked out for you. You believe you got that money because you worked hard. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I see what you're saying, but I just feel like I get that it's basically the same concept. However, I just I feel like it's different. I can't really put into terms how it's different. I just... I just don't, I just, it's, it just doesn't sit okay with me that, like, if my best friend never does anything wrong, and even though she doesn't believe in God, when she sees God, he's like, oh, you did everything right, but you don't believe in me, so you're going to hell. I just don't feel like it's going to be like that, and I'm, it's never happened to me, or, and we can't talk to anybody that it's happened to, um, but I don't. I just don't know if it's like that. I'm just so you see me. Especially since the Bible has been rewritten so many times, so it's hard to know what's the truth and what's not. Because there's actually 88 books of the Bible, not 66. But we could talk about that in another podcast. Okay. And it's no. We can talk about that off the podcast. That's not another. Podcast. Yeah, and so. It's it's probably something in those 88 books that's missing. 
or something that might have all the answers to the questions that we have. And it might be the question that I have right now might be in one of them. Like, I don't, I just, I don't know. So here's my question. So if that person who doesn't believe in God but has been doing everything right gets let into heaven, you don't think that person would believe in God after that? Being that God literally just let them into heaven. I think... You did everything right, but even though you don't believe in me, I'm going to let you into heaven. Well, because... Wait, say that again. What was the question? So, even if that person doesn't believe in God Mm -hmm. and does everything right, when they die and they go to heaven and God is like, Hey, look, even though you don't believe in me, I'm a, you did everything right down there in earth. So I'm going to let you into heaven. You don't think that person is going to eventually, like then after seeing God and God letting them in heaven, you don't think that person is going to believe in God? I think they will. And I think, I think people do believe that something is out there. They just have a hard time believing that's that that that's true because of everything's going on and i think that those are valid reasons because why would somebody who lost both of their parents you know be like you know not feel some type of way about that or choose to believe in somebody who took that away from them and now they're alone i think those are valid reasons and I, the way that, the way that I understand God to be, I feel like he's okay with that. Because like I said earlier, he still continues to bless and protect these people. It's not like it's only people who believe in God or on earth and are doing great in life. There are people who don't believe in God who are still protected by them and they're still doing great things, still continue to happen for them so this is a it's a very it's a controversial subject it is it most definitely is i go the way i go off it i go off of what i'm taught and what i've been what i've somewhat studied as well also my mom's a pastor and she's not one of those go by the book pastors she literally she just keeps it a hundred she says though she told from what I was told from her and I've experienced this myself, the best way to teach somebody about God is to teach them through an experience, not through the Bible. Oh yeah, most of. Cause, but with that being said, at some point you will need to if you really want to learn about God, you're gonna need to dive into the Bible. Oh yeah. Cause it's 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 to me it's not a coincidence that there is a verse in the Bible for every single issue or for every single situation you can think of in life. Mm-hmm. There's a verse in the Bible that can really help you with it. Mm-hmm. Like you can think of anything that happened. The most horrific thing in the world could happen right now. Mm-hmm. There's a verse in the Bible to help you with that mm-hmm. every single time. So I don't think that's just a coincidence. I think that's actually like that's that's nothing but God. Mm-hmm. But that's just how I was taught. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna believe. No matter how hard you try to, how hard someone could try to steer me away from believing that, it's just not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Because I have experiences 
my mom has experiences. Mm-hmm. My dad, my sister, everybody in my family got experience. Like my mom, her mom was an alcoholic. And for her mom to be able to live long enough to um see my mom grow up, even though my, her mom was an alcoholic forever, for her to be able to live long enough to see my mom get to the age of, I believe it was 18, to me, with all those existing health conditions, having many seizures and strokes daily, all throughout the day, for her to even live that long was nothing but God looking out, not just for my supposedly grandmother, because I never met her, not just for my grandmother, but for my mom. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's just stuff like that that just I could go my whole life without even opening a Bible, mm-hmm. but you could, but somebody could tell me their experiences and stuff mm-hmm. that happened to where it just sounds so otherworldly, like with you in the car accident. That sounds so. Other, that sounds like y'all should have. If y'all didn't make that, if you, that sound that whole situation sound like if y'all made it out alive, y'all should have had y'all should have both been in wheelchairs, mm-hmm. and for y'all to just be able to to walk away from it and all y'all is sore, got some bruises, and some some anxiety like some trauma from it, mm-hmm. and that's it. And it's just a slight trauma. That's to me. That's nothing but God for me to be able to drive my car home while I'm having a seizure perfectly fine like it's not even happening and then for everybody who's not supposed to be home because my dad's supposed to be at work too everybody who's not supposed to be home to be home that day mm-hmm. is nothing but god yeah so the it's it's a it's a very controversial subject and we didn't we didn't we just wanted to talk about this because we know a lot of people might have had the same questions or opinions that we might have had we're not trying to you know even though the goal as a christian is to bring people closer to christ we're not trying to push that on you guys we're not trying to force it on you guys if anybody wants to reach out um and is like hey you know i do want to get closer to god you can message us on the socials that we said earlier today but i just want to make it clear that we weren't you know trying to be you know religious pushers yeah. out here we weren't trying to be od about anything we're not about to so we not gonna be the ones to try to force you to believe in the god and please don't try to force us to not believe in god because yeah. people have tried that with me a lot because if you step out of line that 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 will not bode well for you yeah and don't try to use that. Oh, you're sinning. You're going to hell. I've Can we ne- just talk about that right quick? Or? So I remember in high school, like everybody knew I was a Christian. I was on the praise team. I sang in gospel choir. Mm-hmm. But one time I got into an argument with this girl and she was cussing at me. So I cussed at her back and she was like, wow, that's not very Christian of you. Let's just get something straight. Just because I'm Christian, that just don't mean I'm supposed to sit here and take any and everything that you say to me. At the end of the day, God knows my heart, and should I maybe curse back? Probably not. But at the end of the day, I'm just not going to let you sit there and talk to me any old type of way. I'm going to match energy. Okay, so, and I agree with all that. 
Here's the thing about the whole cursing that's not Christian like. Um I just want to know where it says one, that in the Bible. It's not a sin to swear. Where does all. it say that? It doesn't say that at all. They they curse in the Bible. They say damn and hell in the Bible. Plenty of times. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a sin to swear. They use it a little bit differently, but it's in there. The whole thing about the swearing thing, it's just a respect. Yeah. It's all out of respect for our elders and for like for our peers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anybody can get cussed out on any day. Okay. I, I, I don't care if you're a Christian, too. This is the thing. I could cuss somebody out right before I die and still go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a sin to curse. Do not... Do not play with me. Don't try me. Don't try to take I just want to put that out there because that's happened so many times. So, for someone to try to tell you something that's not very Christian-like, the first thing, there's a few ways you can handle it. I like to say the most Christian way to handle it is, for me, is to be like, okay, then tell me what I should have did to be more Christian-like so I won't, so I'll do it next time. If they don't got an answer for that, and tell them, all right, you can move the fuck on. Number two, which is probably what I would have did, was tell them to shut the fuck up before I knock your ass out. If it's a dude, if it's a girl, just tell them to shut the fuck up before I get my girl to knock your ass out. And then number three, I just refer you to a pastor and let them handle it. Because the pastor going to tell you you sound stupid. I just want to say it's so hard to- for me personally as a christian to not do what a lot of people have done to me because a lot of people have done so much messed up stuff and said so much messed up stuff to me Mm -hmm. and nobody told me this i think it was a pressure that i just subconsciously put on myself that didn't need to be there Mm -hmm. because you know the bible says you know you reap what you sow and i am a big advocate for that i don't really believe i don't believe that me personally should get somebody back the same way mm-hmm. that you know they got me because i believe it could come back on me like 10 times worse and it's just it, it's always been so hard for me because i thought that that meant that i didn't have to say anything mm-hmm. to those people when they did it and that's not true you can set boundaries you know for your it basically just for, means you don't have to stoop to their level yeah for yourself and like i i just wanted to say that because i feel like a lot of people who think who thought that same thing that i did you know have that same problem i just want to say that you don't have to stoop down to that level but you can put people in their place and mm-hmm. say hey you know watch your effing mouth or don't do this and blah 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 okay all right so we're officially coming up on an hour on the podcast so we're gonna add a little something new just to not necessarily lighten the mood but to help especially our black men and women out Mm-hmm. Going through these troubling times, mm-hmm. we are both going to give you guys a mental a mental health tip. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing that we've done any studies on or anything. It's just something that helps yeah, we're us. no experts. It just helps us personally with our mental mm-hmm. every day. So I'll start it off. 
one thing I like to do is, well, we'll say that I learned this from the situation I just talked about with my seizure. You don't have to go super hard every day, all day to get to where you want to be at because there's a certain time that which that your goal that you want to achieve is going to be achieved just mm-hmm. take your time get yourself some rest mm-hmm. and and drink your water mm-hmm. that's my that's my that's my mental health tip mine is any type of self-care um and i know that can be extremely hard especially when you don't have a lot of money left over after bills because you got to take care of this you got to take care of that Mm -hmm. but even if you have a dollar left to spend on yourself go to the dollar tree get your favorite snack or something just do something for yourself with whatever you have that you know you can do it with or do it for it. Or and you don't even have to spend a dollar. If you like taking baths. And you don't get to take baths that much. Run yourself with baths. Just anything. To do any type of self care. Mm-hmm. Do that for yourself. Okay. So. We are still going to end the podcast. The way we always do. Oh we are. We're going to add to the tender love road trip playlist this playlist will be available on apple music and i'm gonna try to get it available on spotify for the people that doesn't that don't get apple music um i'll go first so i'm definitely gonna be paying heed to one of my favorite rappers that just passed the well that we just found out passed away mf doom and it's it's actually the song is gonna be by Mad Villain, and it's called Raid. And y'all have probably heard this song if you've ever watched the Boondock, especially in season one, you've heard this song before. Taylor, I have watched the Boondock. No, I'm asking you what's your song. Oh, okay. Um, my song is uh, Paramore Misery Business. Jesus Christ. You better have watched the Boondocks dating me. That's, that's I mean, I didn't watch it while it was on because I wasn't allowed to, but I watched it after. That's like a, that's a deal breaker. When I got on my own. Yeah, I said it. That's a deal breaker. You always have these outrageous things that are like deal breakers for you. You act like it's a difficult thing, though. Yeah, but that shouldn't be a deal breaker. Why? What if I didn't have cable? I didn't have cable. Okay. So from when you was growing up to when we started dating, you couldn't find a way to watch the Boondocks. But I wasn't allowed. If you and had, if you had Netflix or or Hulu at any point, they had the Boondocks. On okay, there. yeah, but like, I'm just saying, it's just like Family Guy. I wasn't allowed to watch Family Guy, so now that I'm older, I don't have this like thing to watch Family Guy. Okay. But I did watch the Boondocks because I felt like I was missing out, so I watched it. What was the it. song you said about Paramore? Misery Business. Misery Business. Okay. And then, so. I can't think of another one. You're going to have to. Okay. I know you got a lot of songs you listen to. 
Um, my second song is gonna be um, "Orange Juice" in Vancouver by Larry June and Jay Worthy. What? Okay. What? Nothing. No, I know you. Oh, I do have one. I do have one. Uh, Tiana Taylor, a rose in Harlem. She's dope. Thanks for Tiana Shumpert now. The album is Tiana Taylor. I know. Okay. What's the song called? A Rose in Harlem. New York ass girl. All right, y'all. Appreciate you for listening. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for rocking with us in season two. We'll have a whole bunch more in store for you. You we're heard? We're going to try to be more active on the socials and stuff like that. You heard? Because I know we've been slacking a lot. It's been a lot going on, but we're going to get back into it. You heard? Y'all have a good night. You got y'all. Y'all have a good night, day, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Peace out, you whores. Peace. Yeah, I said it. That's like your word. Peace out, you whores. Peace out, you whores.